Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks for joining us at Cathedral Anywhere. It's always important to pray, but in extraordinary times like these, it's especially important to pray. And so we've asked Jesus to be our prayer coach, to lead the way, to show us how, and we're looking at the most important prayer a person could ever pray. In fact, wherever you're watching from, I invite you to say this prayer with me. And you can see the prayer right back on this screen. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. The most important prayer that you could ever pray it's a prayer you can live on that you can live by and today we want to look at that line in the prayer that has to do with temptation Jesus said pray this way lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one another translation puts it this way don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. And then here's a translation. I like the way it sums up this big idea. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Don't let us fall into his trap. There's one picture of a mouse who has a little helmet on and there he is going for the cheese. I'm not sure that helmet's gonna help him if that trap snaps shut. My, my daughter recently had a, a rat that was outside their home. They could hear it and they could see it. And, uh, and in fact, this was not just a, a typical rat. This rat was one bad dude. They capture him on video and he was fighting off a squirrel to get the bird seed. Watch this video as he fights off that squirrel. It's amazing when you watch it. Look at that. There he is. Look at him make that squirrel jump. I mean, this is the mixed martial arts expert of rats. So this rat is one bad dude and my son-in-law decides, okay, I got to take on this rat. And so he goes to the store and he gets one of these. You know what this is? This is a rat trap. So he puts out that trap and he puts out that cheese and that cheese, it smells good and it looks good. And that big bad rat, when he took the cheese, he felt this on the back of his neck. Can you say... See you later. Jesus loves us so much. 
He cares about us so much that he includes this line about temptation in the prayer so that we won't feel this on the back of our necks. God, keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Here's something for you to think about. What is the cheese issue that you have? What kind of cheese does the enemy use with you? If we're honest, all of us have a cheese issue. Your cheese issue may be different than my cheese issue, but all of us have a cheese issue. This is where we are weak and where we are vulnerable. I heard about these three pastors who were out in a boat fishing together and they decided to, well, just open up their hearts to each other. And one of the pastors said, you know, I really struggle. The thing I struggle most with is sloth. It's just too much hard work to study. So I just go online and download sermons and then preach those. Another pastor said, what I really struggle with is envy. When I see other churches doing well in our area, I hope they start doing bad. And the third pastor said, wow. He said, the thing I struggle most with is gossip. And I can't wait to get off this boat and go tell everybody I know. All of us have cheese, a cheese issue. You know, what is the cheese issue you wrestle with? Uh, you can see a few right over here. It may be pride or greed or lust or wrath or envy or sloth or gluttony. Where are we most weak? Where do we most struggle? See, the enemy knows what our cheese issue is. He watches us shop. And he knows where to attack you. Where is that area that he attacks you most? Where are you most vulnerable to the enemy? The good news today is that we have a prayer coach who is greater than the devil. And by the help of Jesus, we can find victory and have victory, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, we read this. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. Let me say that again. God is faithful. Let me say it one more time. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is a prayer for protection and for victory. Are you ready to have victory over the enemy? Well, Jesus shows us how, amen. Now, here are some things we can lean into as we think about resisting the cheese in our lives. The first thing is turn up the sound of joy. Turn up the sound of joy in your heart. And this can help you to resist temptation. There is a, an ancient story 
called the Odyssey. And in that story, there's a character by the name of Odysseus. And he's on a ship and he has to sail his ship past an island. Now, on that island are a group of women. And when they sing, the sound of their music is irresistible. And so sailors, when they hear them sing, they follow those voices and they end up getting shipwrecked off the island. And so Odysseus is trying to think, how is he going to get past the island? He knows he can't stop the women from singing, but he comes up with another plan. He brings his own musician on the boat. And as they approach that island, well, the sirens, they start singing, but that musician starts playing. And the music of the musician drowns out the voices of the sirens. And that's the way they make it past Temptation Island. And that right there is the way we can make it past Temptation Island. When we turn up the music of joy in our hearts, it drowns out the voice of temptation. One of the smartest guys I know, Dallas Willard, he once wrote this. He said, failure to attain a satisfying life always has the effect of making sinful actions seem good. It seems to me he makes a very good point that if I'm not happy in life or happy about life, so often I'm not really pursuing evil I'm just trying to find a way out of my boredom or out of depression or out of misery. And if I will turn up the sound of joy in my life, well, it helps me to resist temptation. And that's what Jesus has come to do. Our prayer coach once said this. He said, I have told you that I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Fullness of joy is what Jesus wants you to have. He really does. That you can have joy right here and right now in this moment. You can have joy in your virtual work. You can have joy in your digital church. You can have joy right where you are sheltering in place because if you have Jesus, there is always room for joy. Amen. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And again, I say rejoice. See, because of Jesus, we're filled with meaning and purpose. Because of Jesus, we're filled with hope and with grace. Because of Jesus, we're filled with courage and with confidence. Because of Jesus, and he's always with us, you can have joy right where you are sheltering. Boy, in in the book of Psalms, it says this. It says, you will show me the path that leads to life. Your presence fills me with joy. Can I give you a secret? The sheltering can keep you in 
but it can't keep God out. And God is right there with you. In fact, God is our shelter. And that's why there's always room for joy. Let me ask you a question. Have you lost your joy? If you have, turn your heart to the prayer coach. Ask Jesus to restore your joy. Take back your joy. Take it back. Because when you have joy, you have strength to resist and overcome temptation. The joy of the Lord is our strength. This is victory weekend. We can't have victory. We can resist that cheese when we turn up the music of joy in our hearts. And then we can do this. We can resist that cheese as we tap into the strength of community. The strength of community. But right now, to fight the coronavirus, we are practicing something called social distancing. And we are sheltering in place. Did you know that the first words in human history about social distancing are actually found in the Bible? They really are. That Moses was the public health person of the day. And when it came to a person who had an infection, this was the instruction that was given. We read in Leviticus, the priest must quarantine the infected person for seven days. It was effective back then. And it is effective today. And as we team together to shelter in place, Cathedral of Faith, by the grace of God, we will win the battle with the coronavirus. Can somebody say amen? We will win. But while we're practicing social distancing, we also practice spiritual connecting. Spiritual connecting. That we use our technology and we text each other or we email each other or we Instagram each other or we, we do something that is so old-fashioned. There used to be a day where I would pick up my phone and I would actually call somebody and talk to them. Let me see if I can remember how to do that. Hello, mom? How you doing? You feeling okay? I love you, mom. You watching Wheel of Fortune? All right. Well, hey, I'll talk to you later. Don't forget, I'm your favorite son. Love you. Bye-bye. It's amazing. See, we practice spiritual connecting because social isolation, spiritual isolation, puts us at risk when it comes to the enemy. I once had an interesting conversation with a guy from Animal Control. As you may know, my wife and I were big dog people. You can see right up here why we are big dog people. We just, we, we are dog people. And I, I know that I have all kinds of people who are watching. There's, there's 
cat people watching as well as dog people. And, and I love cat people. I accept cat people. I, I don't understand you, but I respect you. And so, but my wife and I were dog people. And, and one time, and we have a big dog now, but we used to have a little dog. And I got this little dog for our kids for Christmas. And his official name was Lord Russell Foreman, but we just called him Rusty. And so Rusty one time got bit in the ear by a coyote. And man, it was a disaster. Blood was everywhere and it was a mess. Rusty recovered, but we had to quarantine him for a while. And the animal control people, the guy told me something about coyotes that I have never, ever forgotten. He said what coyotes will do is he, he says they'll act like they're playful with your dog. And they'll draw your dog away so that they get your dog isolated. And if they can draw your dog away and get them isolated, there's a pack of coyotes that are waiting to devour that dog. And I thought to myself, that's the same thing that our enemy, the devil, does. He knows that if he can isolate you, he's on the way to defeating you. And that's why the Bible says it's important for us to stay spiritually connected that we're better together. In Ecclesiastes, we read, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and they can conquer. Well, when we are together, we can defeat that coyote. Can somebody say amen to that? And that's why in this moment, practicing spiritual connecting, staying connected, even the Lord's Prayer reminds us of the importance of community. In the Lord's Prayer, we don't read my Father, we read our Father. We don't read give me, we read give us. We don't read forgive me, we read forgive us. We don't read lead me, we read lead us. We don't read deliver me, we read deliver us. In this prayer, Jesus reminds us of the value of standing together in community. And so while we are practicing social distancing, lean into your spiritual family and practice spiritual connecting. And in fact, our social media team, they came up with it. They called the Cathedral Challenge. And here's some things you can do while you're sheltering at home. You could call three people a day. Just check in on them. You could pray for Pastor Ken and Elisa. Please pray for Pastor Ken and Elisa. I hope she can put up with me for this long of a time. Volunteer out at reaching out. Come and serve in that way. Text an encouraging scripture to a friend. Thank a first responder. Write a note to a neighbor. Read your Bible for 15 minutes. These are all ways we can continue to stand together in this extraordinary season. We are better together, Cathedral family. And that brings us to the last idea of how you can resist, well, resist that temptation, that cheese. Whatever your cheese issue is,
you can take up the sword of the spirit. Our prayer coach knew what it was to, to face temptation, severe temptation himself. He once squared off with Satan in the wilderness. Jesus went to fast and pray for 40 days in the wilderness. And while he was praying and fasting, the enemy tempts him for 40 days. The enemy attacks him. The enemy, the enemy tempted Jesus. Sometimes I think that, wow, if I could just get to that next level spiritually, then I wouldn't have to face temptation anymore. No matter what level I get to, I doubt I'll ever get to the level of Jesus. And if Jesus had to face temptation, I'm going to face temptation. And I have to remember that temptation itself is not a sin. Maybe this week and you're carrying around guilt because you bought into the lie of the enemy and he's convinced you that just the lure of temptation is sin itself. But the lure of temptation is not sin. See, Jesus really did feel the lure of temptation and yet he never sinned. We read about Jesus and this temptation in Hebrews chapter Four, it says this, when Jesus lived on earth, he was tempted in every way, every way, just like us. He was tempted in the same ways we are tempted, but he never sinned, never sinned. So temptation itself is not sin. Giving into the temptation is. And here is Jesus squaring off with Satan. Satan tempts him for 40 days but then the temptation culminates at the end of those 40 days with three specific temptations. The first one has to do with appetite. Take these stones and turn them into bread. The second one has to do with trust. Throw yourself off the temple and let the angels catch you. They will. The third one has to do with power. You can have all the kingdoms of the world if you just bow down and worship me. It's interesting. Appetite, trust, and power. There's nothing wrong with these three things. Appetite, trust, and power are good things. And here we see the nature of temptation. The temptation tries to take things that are fundamentally good and move you to try to reach for them in wrong ways. That's at the heart of every temptation. Most of all, in this story that's found in Matthew 4, I want you to see how Jesus fights the enemy and his temptations. To the first temptation, Jesus says, it is written, Man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. To the second temptation, Jesus says, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to a test. And to the third temptation, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Do you see a common denominator there? It is written, it is written, it is written. 
And that is what gives us the winning edge in our fight against the enemy. We take up the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and that is how we have victory over the enemy's lies. So what would that look like for you? To take up the sword of the spirit where you are right here and right now with the cheese issue that you wrestle with. One of the cheese issues that I wrestle with is worry. I have the kind of mind that when my gears get going, well, they can run too fast and run too fast and spin and spin out of control. And then you throw in, well, you throw in the coronavirus to those gears and you throw in the uncertainty and change to those gears and you throw in my mom being at risk into those gears and boy, those gears can go and go and go and go and pretty soon smoke is coming out of my ears if I let it. Well, all of those worries and fears and anxieties, I end up looking just like this right here. Have you ever felt like this? Is this what you feel like right now? Maybe that's a, an issue for you. The worry and the fear and anxiety. 24-hour cable news, nonstop, bombarded with information. One of the best ways to live by my faith and not by my fears is to take up the sword of the spirit and say to my fear, wait a second, fear. It is written, be strong and courageous for the Lord God will be with you Wherever you go, wait a second, fear. It is written, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Wait a second, fear. It is written, what is the price of five sparrows and two, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Wait a second, fear. Oh, it is written, God, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Wait a second, fear. It's written, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear. We will not fear. We will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Wait a second, fear. Stop right there. I have redeemed you, God says. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Be strong and courageous, cathedral of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Carol gets ready to sing, I'd like to say a prayer with you.
If you would say, Pastor Ken, I've never really stepped across the line and put my faith and trust in Jesus. And you'd like to do that. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, you know about Jesus, but every journey starts with a step and you've never stepped across the line and declared yourself as a follower of Jesus, that you put your trust in him and received him as your savior. In this moment where everything is changing around us, Jesus is the one sure foundation. He is the rock that will never change. And you can plant your feet on that solid rock even now. If that's where you're at, I'd like to pray for you. Heavenly Father, for those who are receiving you, even in this moment, the Bible says to those who receive Jesus as their Savior, and put Jesus in charge of their life, declare that he is Lord, that they shall be saved. They shall be connected to God. That their sins are forgiven. They have power to live in the present. And they have eternal hope in the future. God, thank you for all of those who are making that decision today. I agree with them that this is their day, this is their moment, they're becoming followers of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. We rejoice with you. This is the greatest day of your life. Boy, it's not the end of a journey, it's the end of a lifelong journey with God and I'd love to hear from you. If you've made that decision, just let us know however you're watching. Boy, you know, send one of those hearts on the screen or just find some way to let us know because we want to rejoice with you. And I want to share a song with you. I hope this will speak to everyone. If you've been wrestling with fear and anxiety and stress in these crazy times, let this great hymn of the church speak to your heart. Should I feel discouraged? Why do the shadows come? And why does my heart feel lonely? Oh, and long for heaven my home when Jesus he is my portion oh a constant a constant friend is he oh his eye is on 
and I know that he watches me Then I know, Lord, I know He watches me, and so I'll sing, oh, because I'm happy, and I'll sing, oh, because I'm free, for if He over me 
He's watching you and me. Watches you and me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I know He's watching over me. Well, I hope you have that sense of assurance today. I'm going to ask a few of our friends to come out and join me as we want to speak God's blessing over you. Thanks again for joining us at Cathedral Anywhere. And we love our church family. And we're committed to praying for you, believing the best for you. And if there's any way we can serve you during these challenging times, please contact us and let us know. We want to speak God's blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And Cathedral, be strong and courageous. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs>